0: Hey you guys, we gotta tell you about Brez Coffee Company. Made by gamers for gamers right here on the Gulf Coast in Pensacola, Florida. No matter what your
1: taste in coffee are, they got you covered. You like light or medium roast? Try the Necro Medium, Holy Grail Light, or Stamina Boost. I like the iCast Fireball
0: mixed flavor, which is a fireball whiskey flavor. If you like dark roast, like I do, then try the Critical Dark or the Cooslayer Mocha Roast can't decide what you need for
1: those all night gaming sessions, why don't you try one of their specialty sample packs?
0: All roasts are made with fair trade Colombian beans.
1: So stop buying that crappy coffee from the grocery store and head over to brezcoffeeco.com that's B-R-E-Z-C-O-F-F-E-E-C-O dot com and enter the code N-C-R at checkout for 10% off your order. Amazing! Do you like this show and you want to help support us? Do you want extra episodes every month? Do you want ad-free versions of the show? Then you should sign up over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and you'll get your very own RSS feed to put into whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And you'll be first in line for all extra content. So head on over and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. programs and we are back for another episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins.
0: And my name is Derek Diamond. Ah, he's back. Two weeks in a row. He's back. And I know we'll do it again and we'll call it a winning streak.
1: I uh, know. Uh, it's going to be <laughs> nice to to have you here week after
0: week now. Yep. The Blue Wahoos and AA minor league baseball is officially in the books um, as far as the regular season goes. The Blue Wahoos I uh, did not make the playoffs. It was uh, official on Friday because their last four games were canceled due to a uh, positive COVID test, not within the Wahoos, but with the team they were playing against. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, the last few games of that series was canceled, so they did not have enough wins to get in the playoffs. So the Blue Wahoo season is over. So. Uh, barring anything crazy happening on a Wednesday, I'm back on a weekly basis. Sweet. So sorry to <laughs> sorry to break it to all the listeners out there who got used to me not being here. But yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good. Now all we can good. get back I, to I, our I uh,
1: monthly uh, community spotlights too. Yep, for sure. So uh, yeah, no,
0: it'll be it'll be good to you know kind of get back in the swing of things with you know doing this show. Being able to dedicate more time to my show, which I won't say anything concrete yet, but I've talked with you that some some stuff is coming. Yes, with with my show, so I dig it. Uh, stay tuned for that. <laughs> but uh, how
1: how was your week? Uh, it was great. Uh, earlier tonight, of course. Of course, today is the uh, today is the official five year anniversary of Monsters Anonymous. Uh, We debuted this very night, five years ago, at the NOLA Horror Film Festival in New Orleans, Louisiana, and uh, went on a wild ride after that, won several awards. Um, Brian O'Halloran himself winning Best Actor at the Hang On to Your Shorts Festival. We won a Best Ensemble um, and went to a lot of film festivals. We won a lot of awards. And tonight, to celebrate the five-year anniversary, we recorded a commentary track. Me and Wally recorded a commentary track with Mr. O'Halloran himself. And uh, it will be available as soon as I can get everything edited and uploaded. So if you're interested in watching the movie, it is actually available for free on YouTube. And I will on that same YouTube channel, I will have the video up of uh, our commentary track for that. ASAP.
0: Fantastic! Now I'm looking forward to hearing it. And funny enough, I actually uh, showed Monsters Anonymous to Samantha like a week or so ago. Oh yeah, she she really liked it. She thought awesome. it was hilarious. So yeah, we we had fun watching it. If you haven't watched it, I'm not saying this just because you know I'm friends with Jason and Wally, but it's truly a very funny and very entertaining movie. So definitely go check it out.
1: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll put the link in the in the show notes too if you want to go check it out because there are several different short films called Monsters Anonymous that roughly came out around the same time that are on YouTube, but we beat them by just a couple of months, so uh, I'll put the, the one that is for us in, in our show notes tonight, and yes. um, that's pretty much most of my week. I haven't pl- really played anything new. Um, I did actually beat Castlevania uh, on the Saw Switch. That. I beat it. Um, took 35 years but finally beat it and uh that felt good and then I, I that it was sort of that post game letdown where you're just like well well now what do I do <laughs>
0: it took me 35 years and now I've beaten it now you can cross that off your list along with ninja gaiden so man that
1: that freaking awesome. final fight with dracula is just so insane like there's two phases to that boss fight and you have to be perfect in order to uh, get through that entire fight because you get through the first phase which is hard enough just fighting Dracula himself then you get his his energy down to nothing then he changes into the demon form which is tougher than when he's in Dracula form so in order to beat him you have to literally be perfect and I just managed to do it and oh, it felt good it felt so good I wish I could have done it when I was doing the... Uh, um, last year, I did that Castlevania speedrun contest. I made it through the first phase of Dracula, but I could never get through that second phase and finally did it.
0: I imagine that was a pretty gratifying feeling, though.
1: Yeah, it was. And now I have to go and finally finish Castlevania 3 <laughs> because I finished 2 a few years ago with just using a walkthrough. That game's ridiculously easy to, to finish uh, with a walkthrough. Because the final boss fat battle is just ridiculously easy on that game. But man, Castlevania 3 is a return to form. Uh, much like the first Castlevania game, but with much more platforming. And uh, that game is tough. Really tough.
0: Well, hopefully you'll be able to do it. Which, speaking of final bosses and being insanely difficult, I made it to the final boss on Agalos. Did you? <sighs> So I I've gotten the most powerful armor and the most powerful sword mm-hmm. in the entire game. I inflicted about 3 points worth of damage <laughs> before I got killed. Like I had already used the herb, used the elixir. Wow. And I did it I did it one time and I said, "You know what? I can't. <laughs> I I knew when I had been bested, so I yeah. Turned the game off, and I have not turned it back on since.
1: I haven't touched it since we reviewed it last week. I was like, I'm done with this game. I can't play it anymore.
0: Eventually, I'm going to try it again, but I think I need a little, little rest. So i I went to playing. uh, So I I broke out the my 3ds and saw that I had close to ten bucks worth of credits. Mm. So I bought uh, Wario Land 2, which I thought I had already had, but I did not. I had Wario Land 1 and 3, so bought 2, started playing it and that will be actually what I review tonight. Awesome.
1: Well, I think that's the reason why I went to try to defeat Castlevania because of Agalos. I was like, I'm going to go play something I know I can finish. It, as hard as it is, I feel like I accomplished something defeating Castlevania. Agalos, I don't think I'll ever finish it no matter how hard I try and it would just it would just be a a bag of disappointment (laughs) because I would try so hard. I'm not even going to put myself through that.
0: Yeah, it's kind of where I am at this point. But you never know. I don't blame you.
1: Well, I'm ready to move into the news. What do you say? Sure. This comes to us email from Armez Jackson. This is from NintendoEverything.com. Castlevania Advance Collection all but confirmed for the Switch. Back in June, a rating for Castlevania Advance Collection popped up in Australia. It's been a few months since then, but it looks like Konami is still moving forward with the release. A rating for Castlevania Advance Collection has now appeared in Taiwan. Additionally, we have now uh, have actual platforms listed, and Switch is among them. The Australia classification previously had it down as multi-platform. Konami has not actually announced Castlevania Advance Collection. Um, we could probably guess that uh, what will be included. It will likely contain the Game Boy Advance titles Castlevania Circle of the Moon, Castlevania Harmony of Distance, and uh, Castlevania Aria of Sorrow.
0: This is good because I need something to play for Halloween Horror Month.
1: Yeah, same here. I- I'm excited. I hope this d- does drop because... Uh, why is up for some new Castlevania games.
0: Yeah, and I haven't played any of the Game Boy Advance titles, so... I have I, I, I hope this happens, one, because it gives me a chance to play games that I haven't before. But I'm hoping that eventually we'll get the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games on the Switch. Because there were a lot of good games for the Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah. So, I think... If that happens, they'll be introduced to an entirely new audience. But especially for me, because I
1: never had any of those. Uh, I never had any of those, like the Game Boy Advance or, or you know, two D 2D, the two DS, three DS, whatever. None of those. I had none. So if they start putting those on the Switch, I'm I'm down to try any of those.
0: The Game Boy Advance was really cool. In the beginning, they would port the SNES versions of like Mario Brothers two. Mario three as they would be called like super Mario advanced with the subtitle super Mario brothers two or Mario brothers three. So it was kind of surreal to me playing the game boy advance because it was essentially on the same level as the super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So getting to play those again. And of course they put out link to the past for game boy advance eventually. And that was like the pinnacle for me was being able to play that game a handheld system yeah but there were other good games too like you know metroid fusion which i said in my review of it is one of the most underrated metroid games that's ever been made yeah that was a game boy Advance title so a lot of lot of good stuff for it so i i hope i hope this is true because (laughs) i'd love to i'd love to play these Our next news story comes to us from ScreenRant.com. Resident Evil 2 director hates how unavailable retro games are too. Resident Evil 2 director uh, Heideke Kamiya expressed frustration with the increasing difficulty and lack of access around playing classic games. Over the years, classic games have become harder to obtain due to hefty collector's price tags and a lack of ports to modern consoles. 2021 saw some of retro games uh, J- July of 2021 alone. A sealed Legend of Zelda cartridge sold for 870 grand. And days later, a copy of Mario 64 sold for $1.5 million. After a Mario Brothers cartridge sold for $2 million in August, Heritage Auctions was included accused of scamming the video game market by artificially in- inflating the prices of retro games for profit. Which, of course, they denied the accusations. But the controversy hasn't put an end to expensive retro game auctions. Of course, he says that as a fan, it's a problem if somebody wants to play a game, but they can't get it because it's being traded in these ridiculous marketplaces. And the responsibility for keeping those games available belongs to the company that owns the IP. Mm -hmm. I 110% agree with that statement. Mm -hmm. We've said it for years. Just make them readily available, and we will pay it. It's, it's like the old saying from the Field of Dreams movie, if you build it, they will come. If you put it out there, consumers will buy it. I will gladly pay a monthly or yearly fee if it means being able to play games like Secret of Evermore, Illusion of Gaia, that aren't available on really any virtual console. From what I can remember, I might be wrong in that, but I don't remember ever being able to play it on the Wii or the Wii U, and certainly not on the Switch. Yeah. Well, these companies uh, like Sony,
1: Nintendo, Microsoft, you know, then all the publishers, Capcom, uh, Activision, all these uh, video game companies have to realize, especially Nintendo, with Nintendo alone, there's 35 years of backlog of Nintendo games, thousands, tens of thousands of games in the last 35 years. And we're at a point in gaming where all that stuff needs to be preserved because, I mean, we preserve movies, we preserve uh, TV shows, like you can go online and pretty much be able to rent or stream any movie you want, any TV show you want. We live in that world. Video games companies need to wake up and realize that just because a game is old doesn't mean it's unplayable and people don't want it. It, it, There just needs to be a a way to access these games, whether we pay for it or they come up with some sort of Netflix-style service or Nintendo gets off their ass and makes uh, all this stuff available on the Nintendo Switch online. Whatever needs to be done, it's getting to the point of being ridiculous where they just don't acknowledge that we have a 35 to 40-year history. I mean, with just the Atari alone, there's a 44-year history you know, of video games. It's, it's time. It's time to just start putting this stuff available online. I mean, we have the technology. Just do it.
0: And I like that you said it's not just Nintendo, it's Sony, it's Microsoft, it's all all gaming companies need to to figure it out because yeah the the demand is there, and, and there's so much easy money on the table. Like you want to uh-huh. talk about a guaranteed, surefire way to make money, make all these games available, and I I yep. personally would like you know like a Netflix or. some type of streaming service that you just pay a monthly fee and you just either stream them or have the ability to download them.
1: Yep. Just give me the ability to download it. If I have to pay a monthly fee, I will gladly pay it. Whatever. Whatever your final uh, decision is on how to get us these retro games, Uh, not just retro games, everything from 1977 forward, whatever way you decide, it's fine with me. Just do it. Just do it. It's uh, like
0: the like the Nike slogan. Just, just do, do it. it. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. There's no reason not to at this point. Um this is from notebookcheck.net. Um YouTubers find retro games worth $100,000 in an abandoned house. Um, it's no secret that certain games can, and sooner or later become collector's items that are worth a considerable amount of money. Just a few months ago, a world's most expensive video game, a mint copy of Super Mario 64, sold for $1.5 million, which is pretty much in every article this week. Um, these guys uh, found, uh, a young group of YouTubers, found a, a bunch of classic games and hardware in an aban- abandoned house. Their video shows a particular room that was apparently locked for 20 years. Uh, This is where they found a factory-sealed copy of the GameCube masterpiece Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker, as well as Drakengard for the PlayStation 2, in addition to many more or less worthless used games. The group also found the very limited Resident Evil 4 Chainsaw Controller, which alone should be worth a small fortune. Uh, They talk about it in a second YouTube video. Um, you can actually, there, there's a link to the videos here in um, in the article at notebookcheck.net. Just look up uh, YouTube, uh, YouTubers find retro games, and you'll, it'll take you right to it. But what would you do if you went to an abandoned house and found a bunch of retro game stuff, like still sealed copies of, you know, games like Wind Waker and stuff like that? Like, that's the dream.
0: Um, I would call you screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and you—the thing. Now that I've said that, if it happens, you don't even have to ask; you'll just know. Yeah.
1: Have you seen these YouTube videos? I kind of went went down a rabbit hole there a couple months ago of all these YouTubers who go to like abandoned places.
0: I, I have watched the one that's that's in this article, and it's absolutely insane. No, what they found, and I, it, it's crazy to think that there are more places throughout the country that have to be like this. Like there there's just somewhere in an abandoned house or even at a yard sale, there's a box that someone's got that has these types of games that's worth a mm. small fortune and they have no idea.
1: I know. That's my dream is to go to a yard sale and find like a box of just like sealed Nintendo games and just like, ah, right, you can take the whole box for
0: ten dollars. I would gladly give away that ten dollars. Like I couldn't get it out of my wallet fast enough.
1: <laughs> It'd be like that time I found uh, Mega Man Two and Ninja Turtles arcade game, and the guy was like five dollars. I'm like shaking <laughs> and I'm the five dollar <laughs> bill. Like don't shake, don't shake,
0: <laughs> don't show fear. Yeah, <laughs> he smells fear. <laughs> uh, as a uh, as a side note. Uh, one of the group members who found this box was bitten by a spider. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was in that the sucks. abandoned room. I was like, man. But even then, I'd be like, that's kind of worth it. Yeah,
1: I'll take a spider bite. <laughs> if I can find a bunch of retro yeah. game stuff in a house, I'll take
0: exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Our next story comes to us uh, from one of our favorite sites, nintendolife.com. Alan Wake Remastered has been rated for Nintendo Switch. It looks like Remedy Entertainment, the creator of Control, might be bringing its action-adventure game Alan Wake Remastered across to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, In the announcement trailer earlier this month, platforms mentioned include Xbox One, Xbox Series X, S, PS4, PS5, and PC. Um it launches next month on October 5th. I I never played Alan Wake. So I don't know a ton about it, but Dude,
1: I'm excited because I loved Alan Wake on the 360. If it comes out on the Switch, you need to get a copy of this. This game is so right up it, like as a 90s kid, it's so up your alley because it it's like playing an episode of like X-Files. It's got the feel of like an X-Files episode mixed with uh um oh man, what was that uh what was that 90s show uh with um Kyle MacLachlan. Uh, it's like right on the tip of my Twin tongue. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Yeah, this guy's got, it's got a Twin Peaks vibe. It's got Stephen King vibe. It's like dude it's it, it I I can't explain it. You just if you'll get what I'm talking about when you play the game. Like you'll get the vibe of this game and it feels like one of those weird 90s like supernatural thrillers.
0: If it has a Twin Peaks vibe, does it include a damn fine cup of coffee?
1: <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think you actually you actually go around looking for thermoses in the game. <laughs> but it's set like in that part of the country like the the you know that w- sort of northwest oregon yeah. washington area um so it has that sort of twin peaks uh northern exposure feel to it uh and like you're being chased by shadows and the only way to fight them is to use your uh your 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 flashlight and it's just it's the game's crazy you just have to play it. It's unexplainable. You just have to play it.
0: I've heard nothing but good things about it. In addition to what you were saying, people who did play it absolutely loved it. I just never did. But yeah, if it, if it comes out for the Switch, then I will absolutely get it. Because it's one that I want to play.
1: If it doesn't come out for the Switch, which is where I would prefer to play it, I may pick it up for the PlayStation 4 because yeah. I, I just I, I would love to play through this game again like that that's a must to play through it again especially a remastered version
0: if uh, if we both get it we should do a dual review for we
1: it we can <laughs> i'm i'm down for that cuz i think yeah. you'll the way i i know that you're you're like you're really into the 90s vibe and aesthetic th- this game you're going to love it you're going to absolutely love it
0: i can't wait to play it
1: uh, this last story comes to us from our, our buddy Armez Jackson. Sent it to our email. This is also from our favorite site, n- nintendolife.com. Suda51 would love to revive a lesser-known Nintendo classic. As you may have already seen, they shared a video uh, interview and full transcript with the one and only Suda51, a hugely influential developer that recently brought No More Heroes 3 to the Switch. Um when asked about what Nintendo franchise, given the numerous choices uh, he would like to work on, uh, he says some notable. Uh, he shows some notable self-awareness before identifying an IP that could actually be a rather good fit. He said, "To be honest, I really want to say Zelda, but I know that's not okay. I know deep down inside me, it's not okay for me to make a Zelda game. Uh, that's not all right." that there's actually a game I've thought about before that if I could make any Nintendo IP in the way I wanted, it's called Nazo no Murasame Joe, The Mysterious Murasame Castle. It was a game from uh, Human, the company I first started out at before Grasshopper. I've always kind of had a soft spot for this game and always felt like I'd love to go back and revisit it. Um, I've never (laughs) heard of this game before in my life. Um,
0: No, I can't say that I have either.
1: Yeah. Uh, A samurai apprentice who has to defeat both an alien creature that has taken over the titular castle and the Damios? Damios? How do you say that? I think it's Damios. Damios of the neighboring castles that were corrupted by said alien's power. I mean, it sounds okay. I just, I've never heard of this before in my life.
0: I gotta find a way to play this because I'm looking at some screen caps and it it definitely has a, a cl- original Legend of Zelda feel and hmm. look to it. So that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I never played No More Heroes. Did you ever play that for Mm-mm. F- for the Wii? Mm-mm. Yeah, I didn't either. I've heard a lot about it. I just never I never got around when. By the time I got a Wii was around 2012. And I just never got around to playing it.
0: Yeah, i I just never, never thought to play it. Yeah, if I'm being honest.
1: I'm still excited about the Alan Wake remaster. Honestly, I know
0: that's. <laughs> I, I really hope we get some type of announcement. Well, you know, Nintendo is doing a direct tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I know. Forty minutes long, so I
0: think Which they got a lot I to talk like- about. They always do those directs the day after we do a show. I know. (laughs) And then we have to wait a week to talk about
1: it. Yeah. We might have to do an emergency episode tomorrow (laughs) or this weekend.
0: I think they're supposed to announce the final um, Smash DLC character. Yeah, I heard that. I I know who it should be, but knowing Nintendo, I don't think they'll do it. Who do you think? It should be Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. I'm telling you, if they put if they did some type of trailer with Mario, Sonic, and Crash <laughs> together, I would probably die.
1: How amazing would that be?
0: Talk about sites that you thought you'd never see. Yeah, go back As and show gamer, that
1: to your uh, nineteen ninety-eight self.
0: I would have been like, Man, you crazy.
1: That's <laughs> never happened.
0: Uh you never well, know. Knows?
1: We're living in that world now. You know, Microsoft and and uh Uh, and Nintendo are buddy buddy, and now that uh, you know they're like uh, Naughty Dog, you know owns Crash, but you know I think they they could play nice with Nintendo to put Crash in, uh, you know put them in there.
0: Yeah. See, it says here, uh, it will air at three p.m. Pacific,
1: which will be five p.m. Central.
0: And will feature information focused mainly on Nintendo Switch games launching this winter.
1: Mm, all right. Uh, any any theories or guesses?
0: Um, as much as I would like to think we're going to get some type of major surprise, I don't have. I don't have low expectations. I guess to say I have really no expectations. Like I, I really have no idea what to expect, and I'm trying not to get. Like overly, yeah, overly excited for it, because every time I do it, just seems to just be like, eh.
1: Yeah. Well, honestly, the the one game <clears throat> I was I've been jonesing for is about to drop anyway. So Metroid. As long as they don't come out tomorrow and be like, ah, you know what, Metroid Dread, we've decided to axe it and go back to Square One. <laughs> as long as they don't do that, I'm happy.
0: It's been delayed to March of twenty twenty
1: two. Yeah, even Wally said on Twitter, uh like last week or week before, is like that my relationship with Nintendo is kinda like a an abusive relationship. <laughs> I'm like, you're
0: not wrong. No, I I read that and I'm like, he Yeah, he's he's got a point. <laughs>
1: treat us bad treat us bad treat us bad
0: drip one little thing and we're like yay we love you nintendo nintendo's like the like the girl you want to date in high school and it's like whenever she gives you a little bit of attention you just get overly excited and then she and then the next day she wants nothing to do with you
1: yeah next day her uh jock boyfriend is you know pantsing you and shoving you into on, a locker. Yeah, on the quad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, oh, before man. we go into the review tonight, Derek has some shout outs.
0: Yes, as always, we we'll have to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash retro. We want to shout out Xblade 07, Daniel Salmon, John Jekyll, aka Mixmaster, Hand Solo, Carlos Longoria, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Tyler Watson. Brandon Rutledge, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Randy Bailey, Joey Image, and Ron Johnson. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions. And because you keep us at the $50 level, we're going to do another fun commentary track, which in our poll for <laughs> voting on the movies, I'm now 2-0. Oh. You're not allowed.
1: Mo- to, to pick a movie for the polls <laughs> for, anymore <laughs> for, for next
0: month <laughs> uh, yeah we'll be uh actually recording our commentary track for clue uh this weekend so that'll be fun uh, clue is such a fun movie yeah to watch and i, <clears throat> I can't wait to oh, that's one we're gonna have a lot of fun watching i think because I, oh, I know yeah. with big trouble in little china was a little divisive
1: I think would be the
0: right way to say it. Yeah. But Clue will be fun. I'm I'm excited. For I'm that,
1: excited but... for Clue. I love Clue. Clue is one of my favorite all-time movies. And uh, definitely my favorite Tim Curry movie.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: <clears throat> so if you've never yeah, seen I think... Clue, I would suggest that you uh, go watch it. I think it's it's always available on Amazon Prime. It's pretty much there permanently. So if you don't have Amazon Prime, You've never seen it. It's definitely worth the rental. Uh, just rent it and watch it. You'll fall in love with it, um, and then listen to us commentate on it.
0: I believe it's on Paramount Plus for those who have it because okay. I, I looked it up the other day, and it's it's on that. So if you got Paramount Plus, definitely go check it out. Definitely. But if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon community, just head on over to Patreon.com/slash. Nerd Cave Retro, and for new patrons, if you want to send us your social media, either Twitter, uh, not Twitter, 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 <laughs> Facebook, email, or on Patreon, so we can give you a proper shout out.
1: And tonight, Derek is talking about. that game boy music
0: there's something catchy about the music in this series and it, it started with the first installment which i reviewed uh, a few months ago here on the show but tonight i will be discussing wario land 2 which was released in western regions in march 1998 specifically for the game boy color Oh, and uh,
1: Angelina just texted me and said, Clue is available to stream free on Pluto. And Pluto is 100% free.
0: Oh, well, there we go. Yeah, so there you go. We We have a free option. Yeah. I love it. So, Wario Land 2 is a game that I was not expecting to review anytime soon, but as I mentioned at the top of the show, I was looking for something... To kind of calm my frustrations from agalos <laughs> you can and say that again. <laughs> I thought to myself, "What what would be a good Game Boy game? Because like, I haven't played a Game Boy game in a while." And I found Wario Land Two and started playing it. And next thing I know, I spent you know an hour and a half that night playing it. And I think it speaks a lot to that almost addictive style of platforming gameplay that i think anyone who's a fan of the mario games knows what i'm talking about it has that
1: i'm looking at the screenshots of this game i've never seen this game before but just the screenshots
0: holy crap this game is gorgeous oh it looks great it's one of the best looking game boy games that was ever made it's sequel wario land 3 is up there too when it comes to actually it might look even better because the backgrounds are a little more detailed in that wow. game. But I'll I'll get to that one in a different review because Wario Land Three is fun too. But I, I talked about a while back. You know, Wario was introduced in Super Mario Land Two and became a really popular character. He was because he was kind of that dark mirror reflection of Mario. So they gave Wario the the keys to the kingdom, if you will, for Super Mario Land 3 which was also called Wario Land. Well that became so popular that it spun off Wario series of games starting with Wario Land 2. Now what's cool about this game is from a story aspect it picks up not too long after the events of the first game whereas you get enough treasure to be able to get a castle which you you rescue a genie at the end of Wario Land 1, and if you have enough money that you've collected and treasure that you exchange for gold coins, you get a castle, depending on how much you get. So in the um, in the sequel, Wario is in his castle, and he's invaded by the Black Sugar Gang, which are the band of pirates that you fight in the first game. I was game. just about so-
1: to say, that's an awesome name. Captain right. Syrup and the Black Sugar Gang. Like, I would watch a movie titled Captain Syrup and the Black Sugar Gang.
0: We should talk to Nintendo about that. Yeah. The And the cool thing is, so, not a lot of female characters were in a huge role around that time, I feel like. I mean, you had Samus, hmm. obviously, but Captain Syrup is actually a female. Really? So, the antagonist is a female character, (laughs) which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So Captain Syrup and the black sugar gang invade Wario's castle. They sneak in while he's asleep. They flood it. They steal all his treasure. So to start the game, you have to go through your castle, fix all the issues that they caused, and then you leave and you eventually track them down, get your treasure back and everything. And everything's hunky dory. What's another cool aspect about this game is to how detailed it is as far as different levels that you can play. And there are also certain levels have multiple exits, which branch into different aspects of the story, because the story is separated into chapters. So chapter one is you going through the castle, trying to fix everything. And then chapter two is when you leave go through, uh, I think it's like a forest area and so on and so forth. Well, in certain stories of the chapter, so it's laid out as, say, like chapter one, story one. That's the first level. Then the next one is chapter one, story two. Well, there might be a hidden exit that you find that branches off into a completely separate chapter. When you beat the game the first time, you're able to go back and... Select what level you want to go through to find the hidden exits and thus find all the treasures, so you can get you know the best ending. Because much like Wario Land One, there are multiple endings in this game as well, which I, I think is really cool from for a game from that era. Yeah, I and it. Uh, another cool thing that was a change from Wario Land One is you have unlimited lives and you don't die, Hmm. which can make you a little more, shall we say, ballsy (laughs) whenever you're you're playing this game. Uh, There aren't really any power-ups like in traditional Mario games, but you can be affected by certain enemies and what they do. So say, for example, if you get flattened by a giant stone block or something, Wario will change into like a flat, almost like pancake type of appearance. But when you're in that form, you can do abilities that you can't if you're normal Wario. So if you're like trying to crawl through a tunnel and there's a hole in the ground, you can't cross it as normal Wario because you'll just fall in because you can't jump because you're in a tunnel. But if you're flattened, you can just walk across it and then usually it's something like water or light will turn you back to normal so you you have cool transformations like if you eat a piece of cake Wario gets really fat (laughs) Uh, if you touch an enemy it like instantly kills it you can break through you know like thicker floor Um, if you get caught on fire you run around really fast um or some other ones my favorite though I think has to be zombie I was just gonna say that
1: zombie Wario
0: (laughs) so if you get bitten by a zombie you lose your ability to jump but any enemy you hit instantly it instantly kills them and uh, you can fall through thin floors to get through uh, to get to areas that you couldn't before in order to turn back to normal you just walk into sunlight And then you're just back to normal, but there are a lot of cool transformations that you know i i that I didn't list like you can um, get frozen in a block of ice and you move across the screen really fast and can break through certain areas so it it adds a little something different to that Mario formula and I've talked about this on numerous occasions with different games when you can add a little something to the traditional formula to make it seem like a different experience to me that's for the most part a win and i i think that's the case with this game
1: yeah i like it says uh for the crazy wario condition it says a useless condition that is evoked by ball throwing penguins that's a sentence I've never thought I would say in my life.
0: <laughs> I I call it uh, drunken Wario. Because yeah. <laughs> he looks drunk and he moves like he is. So Yeah, it, you you don't really do anything other than laugh at his appearance for a second. And you're like, okay, well, I got to turn back to normal and mm-hmm. we're going to move on. <laughs> but another cool thing, too, and this was also kind of introduced in Wario Land 1 is the importance of treasure hunting and collecting treasures. There are a couple of different ways that you get treasure. My my personal favorite is you play a match game where there's basically like a hidden doorway or a hidden area that you find in every level. And you play a match game where these cards are flipped over that have different characters or different patterns. And you have to remember where, like, the selected one is. So, like, at the top of your screen, you'll see a... We'll say a picture of Wario. And then you'll look at the bottom, and there are eight different pictures. They'll flip over, you'll see what they all look like, and then quickly flip back over. And you have to find the one with Wario's face on it. And if you do, then you get the treasure for that level. Hmm. And And they become more difficult to find as you progress through the game. But... It makes a cool little little side quest if you're a if you're a completionist like I am.
1: Yeah, I was wondering if this because uh, usually Mar- uh, Wario is synonymous with mini games.
0: Mm-hmm. So I was
1: wondering if there were mini games in in this game.
0: And, and who knew that years later, that would be the Wario formula would be the mini games? Because yeah. the the if no one's played the WarioWare games, they are so much fun they're just like quick little 10 15 second games that that you play that are so much fun but uh overall i i had a lot of fun going back and and i'm still playing through this game i it's like wario land 1 in the sense that i almost forgot how fun it actually was so it's one that i'm going to continue to keep playing through just cuz it's it's easy to pick up, and you don't have to worry about dying or you're running out of lives. You can just kind of figure it out pretty quickly. And it's it's a fun game. It looks great. The music is really cool. I, I like the Wario style of music because it's it has that little bit of a, a jaunty jingle like most Game Boy games yeah. from that era do, but it, it has very distinct sounds and patterns that you pick up on and it's one of those things like i can hear about 3 seconds of a song and i'm like yep <laughs> that's from a wario game
1: yeah that's what that's the cool thing about uh nintendo published games is i don't know what it is with their music man but it's so catchy and instantly recognizable yeah they have that special sauce man
0: yeah and i i know that as much as we can knock Nintendo at times, that their games just have have that certain feel that Sony and Microsoft can't replace. And yeah. they ha- they have some of their own stuff that's great. Don't get me wrong. And I know Microsoft is one of those things that we'll be talking about fairly soon because we have the 20th anniversary of Halo. Yeah, coming up in a couple of months. So, uh, but if you have A Game Boy, or you have a 3DS. You know, it's on the 3DS Virtual Console. Highly recommend getting all three of the Wario Land games because they add a a nice little. We'll we'll say they add some nice seasoning (laughs) to the the Mario mix. Yeah, that I think you'll like if you're if you're a fan of Mario, if you're even just a fan of platforming games. It's a fun world to go into. So I I'm trying to remember what I gave Wario Land one. I want to say I gave it like an eight or an eight and a half. Yeah. So I, I, I would give Wario Land two a solid eight and a half. Like it's a it's a very good platformer and one of the best handheld games that I think you can play. It's a great improvement on the first one. Not that it really needed it that much, but it does it anyway, and yeah. it continues through uh, Wario Land Three. And I think there's a Wario Land Four, but I can't. I'll actually look that up real quick. But I'm I'm, I'm I'm pretty confident that there's sequels. a Wario Land Four. Uh, let's see Wario games. Yep, there is a Wario Land Four. It was for oh. Game Boy Advance.
1: Well, here's hoping that Nintendo will smarten up one of these days and start, you know, give us the same stuff you put on the 3DS store. Why not just put it over on the Switch so we can get it there, too?
0: Yeah, because there, there's a whole market that they haven't really tapped into with the Switch, and that that is handheld, because yeah. you, you have people like me who grew up playing the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color that loved a lot of those games from that era and they never got the credit that they deserve because they weren't on the Super Nintendo or the N64.
1: Yeah. And like like I said earlier, I never played any of those games, so I would love to dive in and and play some of those Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance games and and it would be nice to just have them
0: available to p- play, you know? I think you'd like the Wario games. They're I'm sure I would. They're they're fun. I mean, I'm pretty they're much really like fun. any
1: Nintendo game, so it doesn't take much. <laughs> yeah. But a, I think it's that for, a whole abusive relationship thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> just just can't quit. Yeah. Can't quit. Uh I think for my next review, I, I may post a poll on the Patreon page. I've got a couple of ideas that I haven't really decided on any certain one, so I think I'm gonna leave it up to the Patreon subscribers and awesome. they can decide for me. Uh yeah, I don't know what
1: I'm gonna review next week. I've been wanting to go back old school and just go back to the Nintendo and play something that I never really played before. And there's some stuff on the Nintendo online that uh I'd like to dive into, like that game Scat, which not no, not you know, animal poo, but there's, <laughs> there's a game called Scat that I never got to play. Uh, And there's a couple other ones on there that I'd like to dive into, so I'll pick one and play it this week and uh, review it next week. Don't know what it's going to be, but it'll be a Nintendo game, an NES
0: classic. The The NES, if
1: you will. Yes. Well, I'm glad that you are back for good until baseball season starts again. It's wonderful having you knowing that you're going to be in that seat (laughs) for the foreseeable future. And like we said, you know, now that Derek's back, we'll start doing the community spotlights again. Maybe we'll even get game nights going back again. You never know.
0: I I liked playing among us, even though I was betrayed multiple times, (laughs) it was still fun. That's, that's part of the fun of it.
1: Yeah. So we'll get back to normal now that, now that Derek's back and, uh, so, yeah, if you'd like to be a part of it, um, go join our Discord. Go to our Twitter, at NerdCaveRetro. And up there at the very top on our bio for the website, I have a link there that takes you straight to our Discord. It is a unexpiring uh, Discord link that will take you right to our Discord. Because I had someone this week send me a message on Instagram do you have to be a patron to be a part of your Discord? I said, no, just, it's for everyone. So I gave them the link, and they popped right on over. And so if you want to be a part of it, want to come join our little community, please go follow that little link, and it'll take you right to our Discord, pa- Discord page.
0: It's a fun community. So yes. de- you definitely want to be a part of it.
1: Well, Derek, I think that's going to just about do it this week. What do you say?
0: I think so. Um, anything interesting coming up on the Derek Diamond experience this week? Yeah, so uh, a couple of cool things coming up over the uh, the next few weeks. This week, I'm chatting with the film commissioner of St. Petersburg, Florida, Mr. Tony Armour, and he gives some really good insight on uh, if you're a filmmaker and want to submit your film to festivals, if you're curious as to how a film festival's run, Uh, definitely check that out. That'll be out. uh, If you're watching this live, it'll be out tomorrow. If you're listening to it on the download, chances are it's out now. uh, I, I learned a lot from the conversation. So I've got some, uh, I I I don't know if I mentioned this on air, but I know I've told you off air that at the end of August, I just recorded a ton of interviews. So I, I have enough content through the end of October. So, um. Going to be bringing back um, monthly roundtable discussions starting in October. So might do some type of uh, Halloween for a uh, discussion. I'm, Could
1: be I a new leave.
0: Halloween movie that's coming out next month. Well, we, we got to do our <laughs> traditional episode with Joey Image. Yeah, we do. Because it, it comes out a couple of weeks before Halloween. So that gives us plenty of time to watch it. Yep. And and uh, it's also I think this is kind of cool. It's actually going to be streaming on Peacock. Oh, cool! I so, didn't know that. Yep, yeah, it's going to be on Peacock the same day it hits theaters. Fantastic! So. The the trailer, that new trailer. Oh, oh my god, it looks so good, so good.
1: I'm so ready.
0: Like it gave me anxiety just to watch yeah. it. So I, I can only imagine <laughs> what the movie's going to do.
1: Yeah, I imagine the last movie was so good. This one's going to be going to be like getting run over by a freight train.
0: And what's funny is that this isn't the last one. Yeah. <laughs> There's one more called Halloween Ends. So awesome. Yep, so Can't Yeah, wait. I think we'll definitely we'll definitely have to do that. I I don't know. I'll I'll probably leave it up to the Patreon subscribers of the Derek Diamond Experience to decide what uh horror round table that we do, but Yeah. Chances are you you'll be you'll be getting an invite.
1: Cool. I'm down. Yeah. Uh, over on the Open Micers podcast, my other podcast that I do. Last week, we talked with our sponsor over here on, on Nerd Cave Retro and Open Micers. We talked to uh, Mike Eviland of B-Res Coffee Company, which I found out in that episode. We've been pronouncing it wrong for all these months, and he never said anything. So we're going to have to re-record the commercial sometime soon. But it's pronounced B-Res Coffee Company, which if you can go to b com. Use our code NCR for 10% off your purchase. So if you want to hear us talk to him, we actually went into a discussion about KOTOR, um, Knights of the Old Republic uh, 1 and 2. Um, talked about all kind of cool stuff. So go check out that uh, episode with him. Yes?
0: We didn't talk about the remaster.
1: The re- oh, yeah, the KOTOR, the KOTOR remaster. remaster. I forgot to put that in the news. We'll, we'll talk about that next week. Because yep. I got a lot to say about that, I'm excited. Same. Same. Um, yeah, and then for this week's open Micers, which will be dropping uh, in a few days, we talked to Thomas McCormick of the Rushmore Podcast. So if you've never heard of the Rushmore Podcast, it's it's something to behold. Go go check out that podcast, and uh, they've talked to a lot of cool celebrities, and they're just they're. They're, they're out there. <laughs> so go check them out. Thomas is a cool dude to talk to. Um, so go check out that interview with him, which will be out this week uh, at Open Micros on Twitter and Open Micers Podcast
0: on Facebook. So anything else before we leave tonight? I did forget to mention if you want to follow my show on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at D Diamond Podcast.
1: Yes. Uh, So let's go ahead and get out of here. I'll play our music. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We are on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro. And individually at JFunktastic and at Derek underscore Diamond. Uh, You can follow us on Facebook, Facebook facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. And, of course, you can go buy our merch. Cool T-shirts, masks, computer bags, coffee mugs, whatever you need. We got it over there, NCR. Merch.com Also, you can support us on Patreon Patreon.com slash Retro For as little as a dollar a month You can help support the show And if you can't do that, can't leave us a buck Please leave us a review Wherever fine podcasts are given away for free So Derek, please Tell them what it's all about
0: May the way of the hero lead to the triforce. Yes Wise man say, forgiveness is divine,
1: but never pay full price for late pizza.